It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through. Never clutch, flawless, can't be touched. It's your boy, Bubba, let's. Yeah, I need that hot take. I need the truth and everything that is not fake. Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubble at Sports Podcast. This is episode 146, and today. A little different for you guys. It's UFC talk. I'm probably going to not have a lot of you guys know a lot about UFC, the names involved, what we're going to talk about today. But this is the reason why I'm actually going to do this episode. Is the fact that, I mean, like, ever since this quarantine started, ever since the COVID situation happened, it's really been the conversation of, look, there's no sports. We want sports back. The UFC was transcendent in the way that they were the first ones to really come back and do it to where the testing was very strict. The way they were handling the situation was very, very strict. And location-wise, because they're known for being all over the place. Las Vegas, New Jersey, um, like, I don't know, Florida, uh, even Australia, Russia, Europe, anywhere in the world that they can do big fights. And like Brazil is another big one that comes to mind. Now they're limited to just what can we do in the States. And a lot of these fights, including the Khabib Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson fight, did not happen. Now, that actually works in the favor of a lot of these other fighters that don't get a chance because of those fights that were supposed to happen. Khabib and Tony was supposed to happen years ago. I mean, this is probably the... Fourth or fifth time they've tried to get this fight to happen. Guess what happens? Khabib cannot come over to America. They have to do the fights in Florida, in Las Vegas, at the Apex, at the, the Performance Center, whatever it is. And Justin Gaethje gets the, the chance. Guess what? Ga- Justin Gaethje puts up the best performance of his entire life, his entire MMA career, and beats Tony Ferguson in tremendous fashion. He's now the interim holder of that championship. Now he gets to fight Khabib. I mean, these changes that keep happening, you know, due to certain situations are some are good, some are bad. And today, this is a situation and a change that works out in so many favors for the UFC. And that fight is happening this Saturday, UFC 251, Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. And guys, you can probably see from the title, do I think that... Jorge Masvidal is the reincarnation of Conor McGregor. And that's, I shouldn't say it like that. I should really be saying it as who is the next face of the UFC. Right now, who do you really think is the face of the UFC? It's not Conor anymore because he retired supposedly. But who knows what he's doing. Uh, John Jones, to me, has really ruined his entire career and his, his reputation. Kind of his... His image in the UFC, he's been given chance after chance, and I just don't think that guy deserves any type of glory or recognition for the things he's done in his life to really ruin his image. Then you got guys like Justin Gaethje, you got guys like Khabib, um, even like Henry Cejudo, um, some other names come to mind, Daniel Cormier, Stipe Miocic. These guys, like, if you're a die-hard UFC fan, which I don't even consider myself that because I'm very knowledgeable in UFC, but I'm not, like, I know exactly every name. I know exactly what they do. You know, 
you know, their, their play style, their fight style. I know how they win fights, their records. I don't know all of that. I just know from what I've seen and say, that's a good, that's a good fighter or that's a bad fighter or that's just an okay fighter. And to me, like those guys that I just named really stand out. Like Henry Cejudo is one of the most prolific and decorated mixed martial arts that I've ever seen. And when you look at like Stipe or Daniel, like those guys at that light heavyweight, heavyweight, you know, uh, division, those guys are some of the best that I've ever seen. And so when we, we talk about the face, let's say casually, who comes to mind? It's Connor. Like Connor is the guy that you think of, but now it's kind of, we got to move on from that. Who's the next guy up? And Jorge is kind of in that position to where he's been here long enough to where diehard fans respect the fuck out of him. Just acknowledge all the things he's done for MMA, for the UFC. And now it's his opportunity. This is his shining moment. And that happened a year ago today when he knocked out Ben Askren with that flying knee. If you know anything about Twitter, if you know anything about social media... Or just sports in general. If you have not watched that knockout by now, you have not experienced paradise. I mean, you talk about a fight you want to see. Because I remember that day. I remember that day because I was watching it. And I said to myself, on that card, the best fight that's going to be on that card is Masvidal versus Ben Askren. I said, that Ben Askren with his wrestling Masvidal with his sparring on his feet, it's going to be a clash of styles, but two respected guys that have been here long enough, you're talking about a great veteran fight that will determine who's kind of next up to take charge in that division. And in a matter of four seconds, Masvidal made Ben Askren stiff and knocked him out cold. Ben Askren's been around for ages, man. This man has dominated Bellator. He's dominated every other place than the UFC. And in his first fight in the UFC, after all the problems he had with Dana White for so many years, he goes against Robbie Lawler, looks like he's about to get his ass kicked, and yet somehow finds a bulldog choke to come back in that in that fight. So he's got the momentum. Masvidal, not many people know him. They just, if you're a casual fan, you're just kind of like, well, this guy looks cool. He dresses up like uh, Scarface. And, and he's a badass motherfucker. He's just a cool dude. And guess what? There's more to that. He's a amazing fighter. He's a great mixed martial artist. I'm sorry if my phone keeps going off, but the, the Patrick Mahomes stuff just, you know, went down. So that's going to be for another day. Tomorrow, the, the day I'm recording this, the day after that, the next episode that comes out will be with Kevin. And we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and that bonkers contract that he just got. I mean, ridiculous. So, back to the UFC. So, here we go. Like, here's here's the case. This is getting a lot of vibes to where it's like Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz. You know, when someone has to come in late. And it's better than the fight that was initially announced. So, Usman was supposed to fight Gilbert Burns initially. And up until, what, Friday? Thursday, Friday of last week, Gilbert tested positive for COVID. And this is going to be the first fight at Fight Island. By the way, first of all, I'm excited for that. Fight Island is going to be amazing. 
Because, like, the Apex fights were pretty cool, not having a crowd. The ones in Florida were, were fun because it was a big kind of arena and there was no one there. But this is, this is Fight Island. Like, there's no bullshit to this. This is Abu Dhabi. This is a secluded area. And they're fighting on an octagon that is on the beach. What more do you want? People, if there's ever a time to get into UFC, and I'm telling you, I've told this to Jacob, I've told this to many people, if you're not getting into UFC right now, if you miss sports, UFC is the wave. I'm sorry, people, but soccer just ain't it right now. I miss international matches rather than the European matches. And until Champions League comes out, I'm not really worried about it. You got baseball, you got you got NBA coming at the end of the month. So it's nice, but until then, what are you going to do? You're going to watch golf? You're going to watch NASCAR? No, dude, you watch. You watch UFC. They're fighting on an island, man. So first fight on the island. This really should have been 250. I really thought this should have been the fight or the match card, I should say. For 250. 250 was a good card overall, like good fights, great fights, I should say. But it didn't wow the fans. Like it didn't it didn't come out and say, this is a stacked card. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm dying today. I to be honest, people, I'm I've been feeling a little ill this last couple days. Might get tested soon. So, you know, just want to throw that out there. Um I feel good, but just being safe about it. So this is why I'm doing a podcast and I'm not being, I'm not, I'm not at work right now because, uh, yeah, that type of stuff, but I still want to do this. So I'm sorry if I cough, I'm sorry that I sneeze, um, or if I look like I, I'm about to die. I'm not about to die. I am good. I'm good. Just trying to keep it safe. I don't know yet, but Hey, back to the topic on hand. So it, the UFC 250 card was really good. I mean, that thing was, was if you're a diehard fan, you knew that that was a good card. And the main event was just kind of, eh, because it was, it was Amanda Nunez. She's not going to lose the belt. She's not going to lose for a long time. She's really done everything she can in the UFC. It's much like the Ronda Rousey situation, but she didn't get knocked the fuck out before she left. Back to, to UFC 251. UFC 251, when you look at it, is an amazing card. Like, every fight has a a storyline that you can get behind. Starting in the, the flyweight division for the women, Amanda Ribas, let me roll that R, Ribas, versus Paige Van Zandt. This is Van Zandt's last fight in her contract. One of the most beloved fighters in the UFC because, I mean, she is gorgeous i mean gorgeous right so we all get behind her and she has a lot to prove here she she says that she wants her money she says that she might want to consider you know past ufc with her endorsement deals she she said in her interview with ariel that she made more money off dancing with the stars than she did with the ufc so that's a big storyline you got to think of people that if she wins this fight you can you can really be confident that she can retire after this one and say what else do i have to prove in the strawweight division for the women, the rematch that's just anticipated for, for years now is Jessica Andrade and Rose Namajunas. Doug Rose, man, got 
just knocked out. I mean, she got knocked out cold by Andrade the first time around. This is going to be for the Strawweight Championship. And Thug Rose is coming back after a lot of personal problems in her life. After that loss, this is her first fight since the Jessica fight. And, I mean, you got to believe in, in Rose. She's just been a, a tremendous person and a beloved figure in the UFC. So, I'm cheering for her, but Jessica Andrade is no joke, man. Then you move on to the Bantamweight division for the guys. It's going to be for the title it, since since Cejudo retired. Um Pior, uh, Jan versus Jose Aldo, which is a very interesting fight because Jan deserves that title shot. And in the the last few cards, there was that that win by Aljamain. I forgot uh, Aljamain Sterling, who looked phenomenal in his win, looks to be next up. So whoever wins this fight goes against Sterling. But Jose Aldo was like sixth or seventh in the in the rankings, while Jan is like second or third. Jose is the chosen one for the UFC. Like they want to see Jose as a champion because he's so respected. He's been there so long in the UFC. He is one of the best bantamweights to ever fight. Yet, kind of that stigma is that he hasn't held the belt and he hasn't had that reign as champion. So being sixth or seventh, it kind of makes no sense to me that they're going to give Jose that chance. But it's just the case that there's so many guys in front of them that are so young. They don't have that that name to them, that main card name. And it, Sterling proved it a few weeks ago. But Jose is the obvious decision because they know the name. Everybody knows Jose Aldo, whether it's good or bad, from Conor McGregor's knockout on him or the, the many wins that he looked spectacular in. Um, you also got to think about Marlon Moraes. Like he, he deserves a title shot too. He just lost the previous one against Cejudo. So you got to think like there's a lot to be done in this bantamweight division. You know, this was supposed to be a division that was supposed to go away before Henry Cejudo, and now we got plenty of talent in this division. But you know, Jan versus Aldo is a great fight. Yet there's still a lot to prove after this fight. I mean, this is just to get the title, but after that, the the defenses. In this division are going to be a lot harder to me uh, whoever wins this fight then you get into the co-main event in the featherweight division the much anticipated rematch as well versus uh, max holloway and uh alexander volkanovsky the second round of this fight i i thought this fight was actually taken off a few days ago because max was dealing with an injury uh or not not with an injury weight cut issues and i mean you got to think about it man this is the only guy that's really giving max problems and this was a split decision in their first fight. Volkanovski just looked impressive. Max looked good, but Volk was just on another level that night. Just very precise, very crisp in his in his strikes. And everything that he did, his decision-making was phenomenal. So in the second fight, we get a much more determined Max Holloway that doesn't have that chip on his shoulder of like defending the belt. He needs to get it back, and he has nothing to lose here. Volk's first defense, I believe, with the belt ever since he got it off of Max. And Alexander actually wanted this fight. He wanted this rematch. And so uh, you, you talk about two well-respected guys in, in, in the division in the UFC. It's going to be a very technical fight that's going to be fun to watch if you're really into those very technical, you know, stats and just watching a fight. You're not going to – I don't see this fight going like – like a knockout or a submission, I see it going all five rounds for sure. 
And then you finish it off with Masvidal versus Usman. Here's the thing, man. It's the same thing that I felt with, with Khabib and Connor. It's that Khabib is probably the more technical guy. And there's really no stopping Khabib at that point. But if there's, if there's a guy that can do it, you just believe in Masvidal. You believe in Connor. There's just something special about him, that swagger, that confidence. And it didn't work out for Connor when it came down to the Khabib fight. Yet, Masvidal is just, he, he's a BMF holder, man. Like, he is just a badass motherfucker. And what he did against Ben Askren, what he's done in 40-plus fights in the UFC, and, what, 60 in his MMA career, this man has been through it all. And this is his opportunity. This is probably his his first and last opportunity to get that belt. And he's going to do it in tremendous fashion on six days notice. The man's gotten tested for COVID literally like a couple days ago. And is on his way to Abu Dhabi. Then he's got to take multiple COVID tests. Then he's got to, he's got to drop 20 pounds. Because he's got to go down to the welterweight division. He's got to drop 20 pounds to fight Usman. Usman is so thick. He is such a big dude for a welterweight. He He's just chiseled. I mean, sculpted like a god. And now Masvidal has to go down and wait. And to do that in a week, in less than a week, you're talking about 20 pounds in a week. Does that really hurt him when it comes down to the fight? His cardio, his, his power, how much will that affect come fight day? But for the man to take that on six days' notice and to say, even after the conversation of him not getting paid enough or he's not going to get underpaid anymore, he feels like he's getting paid well enough in this fight. But from this point on, he will not take anything less than what he deserves, which is which is a good take to do as a fighter nowadays, considering how much money they make. To do all this and to have a... A fight like this that has a lot of beef to it because if you if you've watched like some MMA insiders some accounts you remember that clip of Usman and Masvidal in January getting in each other's faces and saying I will beat the fuck out of you I will beat the shit out of you one day and here we are and the, you know I hope Gilbert gets better because you can say he deserved the title shot, but it's definitely not what the fans wanted. We don't feel like Usman versus anybody other than a big name is worth watching. And no, no disrespect, I would have watched it either way because all those other fights are really good, but my least anticipated fight would have been the Usman fight. I wouldn't have cared about that. If Usman won, cool. If Gilbert Burns won, it's an upset, but then let's see what happens in the future. Because really, it was Usman versus... With Masvidal versus like Israel or whatever, like like these these big names that you know come from other divisions. That was the the bigger conversation here. But now for Masvidal, it's to take it on six days' notice, to be on his way right now, and to say I want to beat his brains in. There's a lot of beef there, and I want to get my title shot. Imagine if he does it. Imagine if he wins it. You know I don't expect a you know flying knee anytime soon, but. You know, this is going to be an aggressive fight. This is going to be a grind of a fight with with styles that just contradict each other. Nothing against like Usman's um, stand up, 
but Masvidal wins that. I mean, this guy comes from backyards with Kimbo Slice. Like, he, he's the real deal. Usman is the real deal as well. And either way, whoever wins this fight shows a lot. I mean, they, they do have a lot to prove either way. But I'm telling you, man, like, if Masvidal takes this, he is now the new face of the UFC. And that is the greatest thing. You talk about another swagger, confident, just personality in the UFC that Connor was and now is missing in the UFC. Dana is going to love Masvidal as that guy. Love him. Boy, man, like, this is a stacked card. So what I'm saying, guys, is like, if there's a time to get into UFC, it's right now. It's this weekend because it's just a whole change. You're never going to see this again, really. When it comes down to it, when everything goes back to normal, when we figure out this COVID situation and we can travel uh, overseas and, and we can go to place to place, whether it's Los Angeles, Las Vegas, uh, New Jersey, New York, Chicago, it doesn't matter. You know, it it's going to be an arena with a packed crowd and... You know, we're just going to kind of go into the, the same routine as far as these fights every every month where it's like it's a really good main event or it's a good card but not a good main event. We kind of just switch off with that. This is a anniversary type of card where it's like the 200, 250 card. This is stacked across the board, but it's just because it's Fight Island. It's going to be outdoors. It's going to be in a different atmosphere than what we've seen in previous years it, ever since the UFC started. And if you want just kind of like a refresher of, of the UFC and see some really badass fights, man, like you're you're going to get a a story and a resolution to every one of those storylines in this fight, in this fight card. Man, I'm I'm super excited for it, man. I really am. Like on it, like I honestly feel like I should do a live stream for this for this fight, but I don't know how many of you would be wanting to, to watch that or even or if you're gonna watch it but i'm telling you man like this this feels special this feels like a whole different ball game when it comes to the ufc just fights upon fights that are gonna be phenomenal and these guys are gonna want to put on a show since it's the first pay-per-view and first card on the fight island this is gonna continue for months on months until we figure it out but for now People want to have their win in the Fight Island. They want to have the beachside victory and celebrate on the beach right after. Like this, this is great. This is just great entertainment. And these last couple of weeks, it's been fight cards week after week for the UFC. They've done a great job of limiting whether you know people get you know sick, they get infected. They've just limited it as much as possible. I think this is Gilbert Burns is the second fighter i believe since this all started to where he's positive he's tested positive and i mean this is even before he got to abu dhabi so they've taken care of it they've you know done it on the go to where they have to change some fights and they have to do it very quickly but there's so many things that have been going on like mike Perry just last week um brought his girlfriend to his corner instead of coaches and that was fun to watch and Dan Hooker versus Dustin Poirier was probably the fight of the year so far, alongside Zia Lee and uh, not Zia Lee. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of a wrestler. Um, uh, the Joanna uh, Yandrechik uh, fight. I forgot the the champion's name. I'm so sorry, but where she had like that big bulge in her forehead. That was the fight of the year to a lot of people. But also a good candidate is Dustin Poirier versus. Um, Versus Dan Hooker last week. That was a phenomenal fight. 
good card all around, but damn, that fight was impressive. So the UFC is in a really good spot right now, people. I'm really invested right now. Just because there's nothing else really to watch and feel like you're getting into it. But when when they're doing such a great job of telling you the, the behind the scenes of a lot of these fights and giving you more personable experiences with these fighters like there's no crowd so it's really up to them to to motivate themselves and you can hear everything from their corners and the announcers are being very technical with it to where they make you understand everything it's such a great thing to watch as a viewer to where michael bisbee joe rogan um dominic cruz like these guys are doing a phenomenal job of telling you how it is and what it takes to to take it one step at a time round by round and to do it in this type of environment, they've never had to deal with it. So it's phenomenal. And even the post, you know, post-fight interviews where they're just doing it and they're just immediately right after the fight, it makes you feel like you're there. And it's amazing to watch. So I feel like in that experience, you're going to feel that in this fight card this coming Saturday. And if you've never watched UFC before, just get ready for some some violence, some speed, momentum. Get ready for for just a whole different viewing of the sport and it makes you appreciate that they've done this with everything going on they've dealt with a lot of bullshit Dana White and crew have dealt with a lot of it these last few months but the the ability for them to do all of this still with everything going on and to put on fights like this to put on a fight like Masvidal versus Usman in six days notice barring anything else that happens you know hopefully they all get there healthy. He makes the weight, and we get a fight on Saturday night. I'm super. I'm ecstatic for this fight card, man. I'm really excited. And if Usman wins, man, at least you say Masvidal took down on six days' notice. Usman looked really good. He deserves to be the champ. Masvidal wins. This man, he he sets the record for most UFC fights without a title, which would be plus forty. He, he'd solidify his UFC and MMA career that is, I mean, spanned for decades now. He, he continues to, he'll be a double champ at that point with the BMF belt. And we'll see how he takes care of that. Because after this fight, if he does win, or even if he doesn't win, we see a rematch probably with Nate Diaz or with Steven Thompson, a fight there. Um, even with Colby Covington too, we could see a rematch with either one of those guys. There's figures that will give you headlines and will give you attention to the UFC sport that will bring in viewers. And I expect a much exhilarating and exciting match card this coming Saturday. So, man, I am I am excited. I mean, got me talking about this on a podcast. I know a lot of you don't like UFC, but hopefully with the talk that I, I gave you here, you, you feel excited and you feel wanting to, to watch these fights because really, man, they're going to be fun to watch. You know, three championship, or actually, no. What? There's four. There's four title fights in this in this card, and then another great flyweight with Paige Van Zandt. Another one that's going to be fun to watch. I want to see her win. You can't you can't get any more. Can't get any more than that. I mean, really, you just don't. You're going to get five rounds out of four of these fights. It's going to be a long night, but you're going to watch it while they're fighting on a beach. I I mean, I don't see why not, right? I don't see why not. So, look, man, I hope 
that you guys watch this. I hope the Bubba Bunch is excited for this. And if I get, I'm going to put a poll up. I'm going to put a poll up. If I get a strong sense that people want to do a live stream for this fight, I'm going to do a live stream for it. Because we haven't done one in a minute. It's been since the NFL draft. And that was a long time ago. That's what, close to three months now? Two and a half? I, I, I want to do another one, guys. I, I, I miss you. I miss you a lot. So um, if, if you're listening to this or watching this, please, guys, you know, keep track of... I'll probably do it on Twitter. I'll probably do it on Instagram just to, to make it even. Um, I'll put on a poll later on this week, probably later in the week, to, uh, to see if you guys were wanting to do a live stream for this fight. And uh, we'll do a watch along of it. So... Um, that will do it for this episode of the Bubble Ut- forgot my own name of the Bubble Ut Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. Remember, we're doing another episode with Kevin uh, tomorrow, talking about Patrick Mahomes and his contract details, and also we'll talk about how it affects Dak Prescott's contract details and whether or not he will get signed in the next week because that's huge. It's a huge determining factor in this. So thank you again. A um, few, few things we got to talk about first: uh, YouTube. 79 subscribers go check out the last episode that i did on the washington redskins a controversial topic that i feel like a lot of people need to hear uh, on that the specific subject so go check that out because i don't think a lot of people i didn't do a lot of advertisement for that one but you know uh, subscribe on youtube turn on notifications like the video and and continue to support the podcast you know share to your friends guys we're on the road to 100 you know we're slowly but surely getting there and i know i mean if we can get to 80 that's going to be that's going to be really nice but continue to support it for listening on itunes or uh, spotify make sure to follow that on those platforms and to share it on social media Um, but you know i know you guys are going to take care of me and i know you guys enjoy this so um we're we're going to power through and uh I'm feeling a little bit tired right now. Feeling feeling all right. Feeling all right. Just don't worry about me. I'll get it taken care of. I'll be safe and make sure to be safe out there, guys. It's getting a lot worse in Texas and in other parts, so who knows what the future holds. But stay safe out there, guys. Um, prayers to all those that have been affected so far. And um, I wish you nothing but the best. I've tried to put out positive vibes lately. I feel like I'm doing better in life, so... This is just another obstacle in the way, but hey, we'll get through it together. So thank you again for watching and listening. Make sure to, to keep track of the podcast, and we'll see you next time on the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. Yeah, hold on. Tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm. Now would you lose if it been a better draft pick? And do you cuss when your team bit they ass kick? Now do you keep it cussing?